Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of Who Pod. My name is Blair Beveridge, and thank you for once again tuning in. On this week's show, we have the one and only Jeff Lewis. Now, I presume I don't need to tell most of you who Jeff Lewis is, but just in case, he is the gentleman who plays Vork on the Guild. Uh, he's also been in a couple other things. The Five Minute Comedy Hour is a personal favorite of mine, as well as he's uh, currently in a bunch of videos that are being released called Dads and Parks. Uh, on this podcast, we talk about a variety of stuff. He allows us to take a walk down memory lane with the character of Vork, which uh, I want to really thank him for that. Uh, and he tells us some stories about a young improviser he met at the beginning of her career named Felicia Day. Uh, but let's uh, let's just dive into this one, shall we? Hoopod number 52 with the one and only Jeff Lewis. So, uh, Jeff. Yes. Dads and Parks. How did this How did this come about? Um, let's see. Um I have a friend Jamie Kaler who was a who was an actor who uh, who is an actor in stand up. I don't know if you know he was in the show called My Boys, and he's a stand up. And um, he and I were at theater together, uh, Acme Comedy Theater, which goes which is where um, Kim Evie, who produced the Guild, also was, and Felicia was there too. And uh, we were in Acme for many many years, and. Um, We've been good friends, and he just said he was doing this, and that we're both uh, fo- all fathers that are older than average, and what I do it, and so I did it, and we've been we did a couple episodes. It's been fun, and now it's in theaters. It's like previews, really? like you know when you go to a movie, you see the previews. It's usually yeah. um, just previews, but then the people have been telling me that it, he got into uh, theaters where instead of a preview, you'll see our little a little bit from that is Dads so awesome. It's fun, yeah. Definitely better than commercials. Oh, there's. Uh, it's true. <laughs> I, I love going to the movies, but I sit through half an hour worth of commercials when the curtain goes up now, and it's like, what? I I, I don't mind the trailers. Yeah. I hate the commercials. The commercials drive me insane. Yeah. Or the what, same though, we, five uh, trivia questions that just repeat themselves for about an hour. We did something really cool though for. <laughs> Our commercials. Uh, you've often heard me talk about uh, Gishwiz, that international scavenger hunt. One of the items was to go to your local theatre and for one of the commercials, just have you brushing your teeth, doing nothing for 30 seconds. And we managed to do that. So we managed to bore everyone for 30 uh, seconds of just me up there brushing my teeth. You just so, went up um, there and brushed your teeth? Just brush my teeth. Yeah. That's funny. What People is were, Australia? Like, seriously, if someone in my theater went up and started brushing my teeth, I'd, I'd, I'd be yelling things. I'd, I'd be, be upset. <laughs> yeah, I'd say, yeah. that's weird. I think people were just too shocked. They didn't know what was going on. It was that kind of, I'll just be polite and just uh, just go with it. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, in Los Angeles, I've seen so many weird things that it would not surprise me. <laughs> well, everybody, if you haven't recognized the voice by, uh, by now, our guest tonight is... Uh, Vork himself, uh, Jeff Lewis. Welcome, Jeff. Hi. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for joining us here today. Um, now, we could spend a lot of time on the Guild. We're all big fans of the Guild. Um, what I've always been interested in, and you've, you've probably said this in, in other interviews in the past, was uh, I think I, when Felicia wrote it, she kind of wrote a part for you and wrote a part for Sandeep. Um, how, how did that whole thing come across? Because you were mentioning you guys were in Acme together. Or is it just an idea she kind of threw off you guys and said, yeah, sure, let's do this? She uh, actually, I was in several theaters. <laughs> but I was in Acme where I did sketches. But also we were in a place called Empty Stage where I did um, improv shows and took classes every Friday and Saturday night. And that's where I met Felicia. She was probably like, I feel like she looked like she was 16. But she was, um, <laughs> she was probably in her twenties. I can't even remember. It was so long. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. But I mean, it was, you know, fifteen years ago or whatever. Well before um, the guild started. We, she, I, that's where I met her. We would do shows Friday and Saturday night. Later on, I met Sandeep, and he joined in, and um, we would do shows every once a week. And she and I would go get coffee, and we became good friends. And uh, and Sandeep, we would all three with a bunch of other people, of course, not just the three of us. And so we became good friends, and um, she and I did a bunch of scenes. We always had good chemistry on stage. We always had had fun. We were both open to doing, you know, whatever happened on stage. She was all improv, so it was always, mm-hmm. you never knew. So, um, and she was great, really funny, and she just said, I wrote this. 
initially I think it was like a pilot. She had written a pilot, you know, for television because I don't think at the time it wasn't really, uh, uh, you know, a, a um, web series was not really a known right. thing. Right. It was like so she did a she did it was a pilot initially, and I think we did a reading, and she either people wanted changes or they wanted to take over and she decided to put it online which at the time was very alien to me mm. i think i had seen one web show up to then and it was not uh that great <laughs> but um uh so that's how it happened i know for for a lot of us the guild kind of um, invented the medium in a lot of ways and there were people before and there there's been a couple of shows web shows I watched before I saw the guild but nothing that grabbed me like the guild did and for me I I just being somebody who played World of Warcraft and had that addiction level that you know Felicia uh, admit admits to uh, I just I instantly latched onto the show because it was like hey I know these guys I know a Vork I know a T Tinkerbala um, I know of Blades, and it was just, it was so easy to see you guys uh, just portray those things in real life, and then, you know, you got the the dual persona thing, which I think is the best part of it, because I, I know when I played, I had a very different personality than I did in real life, and the the, the dichotomy of that was something that I, I really, really enjoyed. Yeah, and, and I, you know, I came in from the other direction. I did not play World of Warcraft. She gave me the script, and it was all this language. And I was thought I was like I don't know what's going on. I need to play this game, <laughs> and that became about a two-year addiction. And I totally got it, and I that's what helped me to you know maybe add a suggestion for a joke or so, because I had just gotten as just as addicted as Felicia, and I became you know I would go on the set of the guild and see these charts and graphs that Vork did and think God I I should do that at home. I like this one. <laughs> I really was like, I Art imitating it. life. <laughs> yeah, I totally got it after I played the game. Like, oh my gosh, this is, I get it. I mean, you want to be the best you can be and you get with this group of people and you work together and um, it becomes addictive. Mm. I, yeah, I, I, I had to walk away because I was actually not able to to do the, the the life separations. You know, for me, it was, I loved the game. I still do love the game, but yeah. I can't play it. I just, I can't do it because it eats easily 20 wow. hours of my every week and I don't have 20 hours to give. It's a time um, killer. I mean, you yeah. gotta, you start at 6 p.m. and all of a sudden it's 6 a.m. It's insane. Yeah, very easy to do that. Um, out of all the Guild episodes that you shot, um, and all the bloopers that we got to see, and maybe some that we didn't. Which is your favorite of them all? Um, God, I loved. Um, I always say anything that involved all of us together was the most fun because I liked everybody, and um, I guess I really love the time I spent with Sandeep and Vince um, when we sort of had guy nights. Yeah. That was really fun. And also just being in the van was so weird. I was, I was driving a van, guys. <laughs> I have many questions uh, of that van. <laughs> it, but but being, having the five of them in the back, what made me, just cracked me up. I'm in charge driving Sandeep or somebody, I think it was Sandeep in the passenger. And then the, everybody's in the back. And it was just so insane. But um, it was fun because everybody, you know, I liked everybody and everybody brought something not just the show, but also just off stage as a personality. It just was fun to have, you know, everybody had something to say and it was really fun. I have to say that my favorite scene was in the first season and uh, Vork is explaining why he's brought the cheese and, you know, all the costs and whatnot. Now I was watching the first season with both my mom and my sister in the room and this was a few years after it had come out because I hadn't seen it just yet. Um, I didn't. I didn't start watching the Guild until season five had hit the air on online, and um, so we're watching it. And my sister, uh, a few years ago, she she was watching it and she's like, "This guy is freaking nuts." But yet, me and my mom are sitting there and we're like, "Oh my god, this guy's a genius." That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You, there's two sides to it. I mean, my dad was the cheapest man ever existed he's he's passed away but he was so cheap and everything so many things i did on this show i got from him like he really did like some crazy 
cheap stuff. I mean, he would be he would turn stuff to the dollar store. Oh, I mean, <laughs> oh, me and my family still do that. Oh, and, and I still get looks like, well, why don't why like why can't we get like the ten dollar one? I'm like, because I can get the same exact thing, if not better, at the dollar store. Yeah. But, but would you return things to the dollar store? Yeah, that's a, the gas cost to get there. Exactly. I, mean, <laughs> I have a, a couple of times just because for uh, like toxic health reasons and whatnot, just because I would throw it out under their throw... radar. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, uh, it's crazy. I, I yeah, I there's there's a, there's like this mini equation I have in my head is how much does it cost? How much is my time worth? How much is my gas worth? And if it doesn't hit that, it just goes down the bin. It's that simple. Yeah, I mean, there's some you know when I was growing up, he would he would we would have to make popcorn at home. We went to the movies, and my my dad would my mom would hide it in her purse, and that was fine. But when it, it gets to be eventually, it's like it's kind of embarrassing. Like if you brought it, you know, like my dad would bring stuff to a restaurant, like. They would take sugar packets, and it was just, it was just, there's, there's a, there's, you go too far. You know what I mean? There's, there's a, there's a, you like say the sugar packet thing, and I'm reminded of the nanny, uh, Fran's fake mom. She's like, why buy Sweet and Low when restaurants are giving it away for free? <laughs> it's, it's so true. It's so true. My God. The things my dad invented, like, he just refused to buy. He would drive around for so long looking for the best gas prices and i would say dad you're you're driving around spending gas looking to save about three cents a gallon yes. we had we had an argument for years about i'm into rechargeable batteries versus right. um disposable Alkaline. and yeah. and we till day died we we still have we still argued I'm pro rechargeable just because I am as well. Um, yeah. Okay, you're pro rechargeable, but what brand rechargeable? Because I've I'm I'm the same way, but I have to have a particular brand of oh, rechargeable. Oh, really? What's the best? I, I don't know. Personally, I just the, the best regular. brand of rechargeable that I have found, in, like including like expandable dock sizing to you know charge many at the same time, is Rayovac because even their standard batteries, the ones that don't recharge have a really long, strong charge as well. So I always recommended Rayovac when it came to batteries. I got the Energizers right myself, so I like those. But yeah, I, I, I completely uh, on board with you. I've had the same argument about looking for the gas. Um, yeah. Even even now, like my wife's like, let's go, let's go to Costco to get gas. I'm like, the gas to get to Costco is going to make up the difference <laughs> right. between going to the thing on the corner. If you're there yeah. already, it totally makes sense. But Absolutely. don't drive. Come on, what is going on here? See, and I'm the one in the back seat pressuring your wife, like, no, like, make sure we go to Costco because Costco's like oh. Disney; it's the most magical place on earth. No. <laughs> my, my my kids call it the uh, sample store because <laughs> that's that's all they that's the only thing they know about it is that there's samples. It's called let's go to the sample store. Well, we can't just go. Costco they, is. You know, Costco's like World of Warcraft to me. It's just you get in yeah. there and and all the things I want are here, and I can't go. I go for one thing, I come up with ten, you know, and you know eight times the price of what I meant to go in for. So, I, I love Costco, but it's 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 a it's a fight with restraint when I'm in there. <laughs> if there's they a sell, zombie apocalypse, it's oh, the place sure. I want to be. They sell milk jug sized containers <laughs> of buffalo sauce. It is it is oh. amazing. Have you seen the Nutella there? The Nutella's the size of your oh, head. I yeah, see, oh my yeah. god. They have giant things of salsa. I mean it's crazy what we can't buy people but I want to. It's unbelievable. Terrell is, is such Costco a magical place. No, I, I don't even know what Costco is, and I'm sitting oh, here know. going No, we don't have anything like that. We have big W. <laughs> but um so what everything's like giant is it like giant yeah. tops of nutella like a warehouse it's where people would go if they had stores generally right. in fact that's but, how it yeah. started it's yeah. just for them yeah the place of giants <laughs> but we go yeah, for no, we you know, like coffee that. or things that we go we're toilet paper you know we're gonna definitely use i buy yeah. all my meat from costco always have really well, oh yeah absolutely no, oh no, we, we do yeah. too yeah yeah we do too we have outings to Ikea. Do you guys have an Ikea over there? Oh, I was in oh, one today. Ikea is beautiful, oh, and I've never awesome. been in there yet. Oh, my God. It's so good because, like, they make sure that they put, like, a restaurant 
halfway through your experience because once you're in ikea you're in ikea you can't escape oh, so yeah. you're in a line everywhere so that way yeah you're in a line you have to keep going forward there's arrows on the ground just yeah. in case you get lost with which just is a bunch of merchandising on either side of you do you and have you the giant to... blue bags yeah yes the big blue bags yes <laughs> And fill it with junk I do not need. Oh Speaking gosh. of IKEA, Jeff, I just want to let you know: anytime you get a piece of furniture from IKEA, I know how it is. I know your frustrations with IKEA. I speak IKEAN. I just, <laughs> just bring me down. I'll do it all for you in seconds. Did you see that, the show that Felicia and I did? Oh, that's yeah. why I'm mentioning yeah. it. <laughs> that's why you're, that's why you, is that why you mentioned it? Oh my god, that was that was not acting at all. That was not, oh I know. I can so, tell I've seen that frustration. I have oh lived that frustration. <laughs> I think way, I even that, had a conversation with Felicia about it. She goes, "Yeah, that kind of tested our friendship." <laughs> it was. I put it away in a closet, in a storage place down here in the building, and I, I, they made me throw it out, and I went to go get it, and I opened it up. It was a mess. It couldn't. It fell apart completely in about five minutes. It was oh, no. uh, totally put on wrong. We did it wrong, completely wrong. Oh. I'm so I'm so mad thinking about it. I I would have, I had a hammer. I wanted to smash her face in. <laughs> I was so mad. God. Well, I mean, I I built a a bed frame from IKEA like three weeks ago with my wife, and we didn't get into a single argument. And that is a first for me That's in IKEA. That's incredible. It's like oh, this has never happened before. I never. This is great. This is. It great. needs to be a. It needs to be the test you do to get married. You I think it should be one of the three tests. Yeah. You have to take a vacation together. Yeah. You have to build something from IKEA together, and you need to live together. Yes. Um, if you can pass all three of those tests, go for it. If you can't, yeah. Cut bait. <laughs> yeah, you got. You got to stop it. Yeah. Uh, one of the, something that you did that I used to absolutely love is the five minute comedy hour. Oh, thanks. I, I am holding on that it might show back up on my feed one day. Um, the the one that I still just I I die laughing is the one where your character has to eat a plate of shit. Oh yeah, I love that plate. That pile of shit. You don't have the money. What? Why don't you have the money? Uh, that's funny. That was Jamie too, by the way. Yeah, I remember that. From so, Tierland, have you seen this? You've got a face of confusion. Yeah, n honestly, I'm kind of half listening because I've, I've got six cats. I know, I'm the stereotype. And there's a bit of a cat fight going on down the hall at the moment, so I'm kind of half listening to oh, see no. whether I've got to go and break it up. But um, no, I, I have, haven't actually had time to have a look at it, but it's something I really want to uh, check out after this. So the premise of it is, is um, <laughs> Jeff's character's friend, says i will give you x amount of money i don't remember the, the denomination if you eat a plate five hundred dollars if you eat a plate of shit so oh, jeff's God. character is like well i need the money so i'm gonna eat this plate of shit and of course the, the the sketch begins as he's like just finishing it off and he's trying to collect his money but he's like i don't have the money <laughs> and it's the, the whole bit just it slays me from beginning to end oh my god i just die a lot of those five minutes Love into those five minute comedy hours just just kill me, um, but that one in particular always jumps out. <laughs> yeah, those are stuff I did at Acme with Jamie and those people. That's where all the sketches are from, which is oh, a great cool. place. Yeah. Uh, do you keep your hand in the improv game anymore? Uh, not a lot. You know, I we do the Hammer Show, uh, uh, which Felicia does once in a while. We had this group called Hammer Don't Hurt Him, which is uh, make comprised mm -hmm. of. A lot of uh, guild members, plus a few other people, we did at it. We did stuff at Empty Stage with, and then I took a class. I was taking classes just to kind of stay fresh, and that was fun. But I really love it. It's um, I owe it everything. I really do because it got me on stage. I used to mumble and speak very quietly and stutter, and it it changed my life. If I didn't make a nickel, I would I would still be a better person to just. Improv did so much for me. It, it, it is something that a lot of people are just using, even in the corporate world these days. Yeah. Um, taking acting classes, taking improv classes, just be a better presenter, to be someone who better, you know, better sells yourself. Yeah. Um, and listening, and, too. I mean, it's so important. You have to listen on stage or you're dead. For, for, for people out there who may not know much about improv, if, if you were to t give a five-minute comedy hour in 30 seconds... Uh, intro to, into why people should do improv, what would it be? Um, uh, why should people do it? 
uh, because I think it uh, people should do improv because I think it takes you out of your head and um, there's nothing funnier than seeing people make up stuff right in front of you. Sometimes it's not great, but a lot of times it's really good and it, um, it helps you just stay in the moment because so many, so many times people are thinking about stuff in their head while somebody's talking and, and uh, I do that off stage, but with improv, at least I'm a little bit better and I use some of those tools. I mean, I, I will tell you that a lot of the Bua jobs I've gotten, I think I'm over my 30 seconds, but a lot of the jobs I've gotten <laughs> have, you know, are because I added a line here or there. I mean, that's what it was. The difference between two people could be you add a line in an audition. Do you, do you find people, it sounds like the people are appreciative of, of the improvisational of it all, um, as opposed to, uh, I've done a little bit of work, Terrell, and did a little bit more, but I've been, I've been finding that uh, some places are incredibly strict on, on, on script. you got to do this. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, sure. I, I, when we did the Guild, we always did the script first. That was always a big thing. Mm. We, we always did the, first, the script the exact way it's written, and then we played. But there is, um, and that's the way, you know, I, I think if I got a job, um, it, it, you know, if I got the job and I didn't improvise, chances are we wouldn't be doing that on the set either. It, if it was doing a job and we got to do a lot of improv, like a commercial audition, right. I, they probably, if they liked what they saw, they probably, when I show up on set, if they hired me, they probably want that. So they'll, you, they'll, yeah. they'll tell me. That's kind of like, like, yeah. Oh, sorry, go on. No, no, please. No, please. <laughs> no it's kind of like even um, every year we put on a parody production of whether it be Willy Wonka or Annie mm. or Mary Poppins. And it's always a little bit of a twist with it. And we <laughs> deliberately don't learn all of our lines because it's just so much better to improvise things on the night. And we kind of advertise it as the bloopers like behind what a play should be. So if we laugh on stage, it just makes it that much more interactive and more fun. So, yeah, yeah. um, yeah, and it's, it's really, it's a popular thing in our little town just because it's like a big bloopers on stage. We're just mucking around with it. <laughs> I know. And people look, people love that stuff. They look for yeah. it. Like they're, it's, um, I mean, you, we saw it a little, I mean, Carol Burnett was kind of funny that way. I don't know if you remember. Just, show, yeah. Would, yeah. But, but little things like that. I love that. Uh, but I don't know. Some um, it doesn't really translate it. I guess there's a couple shows that are that are doing it. But um... Rick and Morty. If you've ever watched that, they have a whole episode where everything is virtually improv, and it oh, is really? hilarious. Yeah, it's, that's funny. Rick, isn't Rick and Morty a cartoon? Yeah, but yeah. it's still improv. So they, I mean, the one guy really? does both the voices. Yeah, you, you can hear mm. he's laughing at himself. Half, no, Blair, listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cartoon. You, I mean, you, you record it's your improv, lines and then though. you animate. I love how she's so adamant about it. She's like, Linda, listen, listen, Linda, listen, listen to me, Linda. I swear, the the, the lips are moving. <laughs> no, so what, what he does is he just says absolute crap, and then they animate what he said so that way it's still improv and a lot of it doesn't make any sense and a lot of it's really really crude but it's hilarious and they do it every season i think they do one per season surely yeah. i'm not the only person who's seen this episode surely absolutely <laughs> you're the only one <laughs> i dreamt it it was all a dream <laughs> um now and this you know terrell I, I you might have seen this and, and i'm not sure if the other two gentlemen have but um, the one true improv show that I still really love to this day is Mrs. Brown's Boys. Um, yeah. I just, you know, I mean, my family's Scottish, so it kind of plays into that. But uh, have you ever seen this, Jeff? No, what is that? Oh, I have. I'm just going to let you know I've seen almost every single episode, and my favorites are Mrs. when they Brown's do the Christmas Boys. special. <laughs> Jump on in, Joey. What is Mrs. Brown's Boys? Mrs. Brown's Boys is a male comedian dressed up as a grandmother, and it is the most hilarious thing um, because it's actually, it's an Irish comedy, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, yeah. he's just Scottish. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's a Scottish actor doing a, an Irish comedy dressed up as a grandmother, and it is the most hilarious thing, one, well, one of the most hilarious things to ever come out of the United Kingdom. Where do I find it? Um, there's there so, Sometimes you can find some clips and episodes that uh, people have posted on YouTube, um, I don't know if it's on any streaming services right now. It, it was um, on Netflix here a while ago. I thought I'm not I sure saw it on Netflix. Is. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. I Netflix it'll be on. I'll just look at. I'll do the Apple TV search or something like that. Yeah, it's it basically 
they have a script and they follow it, but uh, the lead actor, whenever he feels like it, breaks script. Um, and he likes to mess around with the crew. So there'll be times where he um, purposely brings himself close to a camera guy and then, like, you know, runs another actor into the camera guy and then it, you, you break the fourth wall. And, um, he, and he messes with the other actors all the time. Like, if someone has a really difficult line, he'll be like, excuse me, I missed that. You know, <laughs> ideas. Oh, the person's got to really say the line. They'll have to say it over again. Yeah, so I, I don't want to, you know, break too many of the bits, but, you know, there's a, there's there's fourth wall breaking in every episode. It's just, it just makes me laugh my ass off. That's funny. If you, if you like that, you'd probably like Summer Heights High. It's um kind of like the Australian Little Britain. It's this one guy playing all different characters, but 90% of it is improv. He kind of has like a general script to go off, kind of like Curb Your Enthusiasm, but they just... <laughs> Yeah. say the most random things like he plays a high school girl he plays oh, a gay yeah. drama teacher it's just oh it's hilarious look up summer heights high oh okay yeah i love that stuff i love to see people you can tell it's kind of like they're connecting and actually talking to each other yeah exactly when i, when I was doing webisode watch which was another one of these kind of hangout shows um uh, on the video format specifically this would be audio uh, I, I, when I, I'd interview people who did web shows and, and I found that it was a split between those who it was like strict script and those that were, you know, encouraging improv. And I found it was very interesting for me to find such a dichotomy between the two different types. It was rather, yeah, everybody gets a shot at a line. You, you do it per script and then you can go off for three or four. Um, yeah. and, and then other people are like, no, we don't have time for that. You, you stick to the script and, um, I would presume that that's kind of universal, though. You you just kind of got to feel out the job, I guess. Yeah, but I think, you know, television, I don't think there's, unless I knew some people in the room really well, I would never improvise because, you know, the producers on television are also the writers of the script and usually the right. writers in the room. And so if you if you change a line, I mean, you can imagine if you wrote something that someone just changes it, some actor that just walked in, um, that might, you know, bother somebody, bother right. uh, the writers. So, or unless you're really, I guess if you're well-known, it doesn't matter what you do, but I would probably never walk in and change anything on a scripted show unless right. I really, really knew the people and they knew me and they understood. But that would be a no-no. I have to say I was very, very excited. I was watching one of my all-time favorite TV shows, and you popped up, and that was Glee. And oh my God, that was so oh, cool. What did I say? Like, <laughs> yes, sir? Is, is that my line? Yeah, I think that was it. So, like, dude, why didn't you have a solo? <laughs> oh my God. I think it was started out like, yes, sir, can I help you? And it just got down to, yes, sir. <laughs> I was Were like, you paid per word or something? <laughs> I don't know. It was like, I knew it was going to be, I knew it was small to begin with, but then it was like, when I saw it, I was like, oh my God, they took out two of my, you know, three of my five words. Yeah, that that, that, that's happened to me before. I was on a TV show and the director said, oh, it was absolutely amazing. And like, there was a stunt card next to me. And then, yeah, it aired and the whole scene was deleted. It was really disappointing. (laughs) But yeah, tell me. Yeah. Yeah, no, go on. No, I was just going to say, like, when I first started getting jobs, I would turn on the TV and then I realized to watch it. And then I realized, you know what? Oh, I, I realized, oh, my God, this is not about me. (laughs) <laughs> it's about it's about the leads it's all about the leads and the time yeah. that the 22 minutes they have is all about the leads so i accepted the fact that i don't even watch shows sometimes because i know it's like it's not going to be probably all the lines i did because it's about them you know yeah i uh once once... you accept that definitely yeah go yeah. left I once did some extra work and um, they, they keep all the extras in this one room and there was, you know, the, there was the non-union extras and the union extras and, and, and to pass the time, all the extras were basically building, you know, backstories to whatever characters they were. They're basically <laughs> literally supposed to be, you know, background characters right. and they're just, they're building up these characters and I'm just looking at them like, what a colossal waste of time. You're just going to, unless you look a certain way, you're just going to literally be sitting in a chair and cheering when they tell you to cheer. Um, uh, are they serious about that or they were? They were they dead were, serious. Yeah. Wow. And I'm just like, is this just practice? Are you practicing? Is this what I should be doing? I mean, I don't know. And then we got in there and they were all just doing the same shit I was doing. So I'm like, okay, yeah. well, I'm glad I didn't waste my time. Um, <laughs> but maybe they were entertaining each other. I don't know. That's funny. I, did you like background work or do you like, I don't know if you... Um, it, uh, it was a lot of sitting around 
doing yeah. nothing. Um, but I got paid for it, so uh, it, it's tough to to to, to give a backhanded uh, uh, comment to somewhere where asked me sit in a room for eight hours and I did thirty minutes of work and got paid, yeah. you know, half decent amount of money. Yeah, it's, it's good money. Me. Yeah, it's not coal mining. Yeah, no, it, it, <laughs> it's definitely not coal mining. Um, <laughs> It did feel like a bit of a waste of my time, and if mm. if this was something that was my primary career, I think I would have had a, a, a bitter, bigger issue with it. But uh, uh, for me, I mean, as it's, it's more of a hobby for me. Like I've done a web show and I've done a couple background things, and that's it. And for me, that's fine. Yeah. Um, like, have, how about you? What, what's your take on it? I I did it a lot when I first came here, just to get my union card. And I still have friends that call me and say, "Do you want to do?" a couple hours on a commercial background. So you'll see me once in a while, maybe. But it's just a yeah. way to keep up my insurance and earn. It's just really easy money. Right. Um, mm. It's like if I don't have an audition that day, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll make it. You know, commercial extra money is, is really good usually because you go overtime and there's only four extras or five extras as opposed to the theatrical side I did not. It was like hundreds of people and it seemed like half of them were very angry Oh, <laughs> um, I, I don't know, but um, but it got me my union card, and I and it was fun. It was easy, and it got fed. Quick question for you, um, yes. which it may not actually be a quick answer. So, it, um, uh, in a nutshell, what exactly does somebody have to do to become part of the actors' union? Um, you have to either have a principal role in a television or commercial. Um, uh, or um, a movie, um, anything that is a SAG union show or product, mm-hmm. um, either a principal role, not necessarily speaking, but just a principal in that you're, there's very, there's a term like, I don't know what it's called, like you have to be a prominent in this spot. Um, or you get that three vouchers from being a, uh, an extra on a union uh, show or being being an extra, you know, three union days as an extra, basically. Um, if that makes Fascinating. sense. Fascinating. No, that does make sense. So yeah, you I don't start... know how you get that. Yeah, I don't know how I got the vouchers. I think it's like somebody helps you, or they need to have a certain number of union background to be something be considered a union show. So, like, let's say there's forty, uh, they need like ten of those people to be a union. Mm-hmm. And if they don't have enough or for whatever right. reason, at the end of the day, you'll get this voucher. It's like yellow versus white or something. And then you get three of those and you get in the union. You don't pay, you don't start paying your dues until you're technically in the union, I presume. That's correct. It, when you The first thing you do is if you want to get in, you can – a lot of people, it's so much money. It's like thousands of dollars. So they just call themselves SAG eligible just so they don't have to pay the – money because it's uh, it's very expensive to have to pay mm. that right away right so um yeah. what what's keeping you busy these days um my kids um i have a seven-year-old and a four-year-old and because i'm an actor i have uh and i haven't had a job in the net last few weeks i've been just taking care of the kids and and having fun with them and um you know, auditioning a lot and just trying to write. You know, I the guy who directed Comedy Hour, Sean Becker, who directed The Guild, He's uh, he and I do stuff at uh, Geek & Sundry, which is Felicia's company. Right. Uh, so we shoot stuff there every now and then. And I like to write. And um, I don't know. I just try to create stuff. Uh, you know, trying to do sketches. But um, Comedy Hour has been tough because it costs money. So I'm trying to find cheaper ways to do stuff. And um, that's about it. Just, uh, you know, keeping busy. The, the, the swearing bit ki- that you did just recently was, uh, <laughs> I, I, got, I like low, low brow humor. Uh, was, that signal, was that signal boost? I, uh, I think what... it was signal boost, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> that was be... fun. <laughs> Sorry, I think the, th- the things I boosted were so re- random. I don't know if anybody even... It was like a, a soda, a drink, or something, and a show, or I don't know what it was, but it was weird. But do yeah, there was some kids are, are gonna follow in your footsteps, like as they're growing up. Do you see them being quite creative, like you, or do you think they're gonna go down a different road? 
I don't know. You know, they are pretty funny. You know, um, <laughs> my son's very creative. He loves Legos and he just likes to make stuff. And they both like to create stuff. And, um, you know, my daughter's pretty funny. I can see it. I mean, I we've had them, you know, my, my wife does commercial casting sometimes. So we've tried to get them in on stuff. And, you know, my son's a little too shy. He's not really into it. But um, we'll see, you know, it might change. Mm. Um, they're both, you know, they watch me and, and I think they they like some of the stuff they see. So we'll see. I don't know. I, I would be the first generation. I mean, the like my dad didn't do any of this. So it'd be interesting to see. I know a lot of friends who's who got into it because their parents uh, were in the business. You know, they were into yeah. comedy. So that's why they got in and they loved it. So this will be interesting to see how... Um, my kids take it later on. Definitely. Fun. It's funny how it's sometimes it's just there. Like I come from a family of doctors and therapists and <laughs> builders and absolutely things that are complete opposite to the creative world. So when I started, uh, you know, writing when I was three years old and I wanted to be a dancer and I wanted to be a singer and all of that, the yeah. family was like, okay, well, cool. You know, <laughs> it's a diverse oh, family. Yeah. Let's go with it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. My family thought it was crazy. My dad yeah. was like, what are you doing? Get out of there. Get something. <laughs> and they just thought they couldn't understand it. It was, I mean, they didn't, and they really didn't like it and the stuff I did. And I, but I don't do it for them. So whatever. Exactly. Right. you got to do what makes you happy. And especially as a creative yeah. person, if you're not doing what makes you happy, it's like you're suffocating kind of thing. Yeah. If I listen to my parents, as opposed to the people in LA, the friends, I would be in a much different place. It would be crazy. Um. Yeah. We were talking off air. Uh, you're not originally from L.A. When did you uh, make the move? I was born and raised in Houston, Texas, which is uh, a nice place, I'll say. Um, and I went to school at UT, a year of Texas in Austin. And I started, I went to film school and started doing short films. And um, I went there, I guess I left about, it was 90, 1992. I flew over at just as the riots were happening. It was like smoke in the air. Oh, those riots, um, yeah. Yes. Um, uh, and so uh, it was the Rodney King incident. And um, and I so I flew right over all the burned buildings. and um, But that's what I – and I just wanted to move to someplace. I knew I wanted to do something creative. And I just thought L.A. – all my friends were going there, so I just went with them, and we all got a place together. And um, I just knew that's what I wanted to do. And I ended up – taking an improv class and getting on stage. Now, well, does, I, uh, I actually have a question, Blair. I'm going to step on your toes. Please step. And I have to ask, okay. Yes. So certain Silicon Valley industry aside, what sort of acting role would you downright refuse? Like, what, like, wh like where's your limit in terms of a role that you would play? God, I don't I have kids. I don't know that I can say no to anything. <laughs> I mean, maybe if they showed my peepee -pee or something, or whatever, whatever I can say on the, you know, I don't know. Maybe if I was. You can say whatever you want, Jeff. Me, nobody <laughs> would want my penis. Nobody would want to see me. Uh, I don't think anybody would want to see me naked. So I don't think I have to worry about that. But um, I don't know if there's anything I wouldn't do. I can't imagine a, what I would say no to. Um, would you have done that uh, Borat sketch where they were in the hotel? Oh, God. Oh, you know, I did. I've done a lot of. I did a show for a couple of years called Fameless, which is on. I did I know a lot of shows like it um, uh, where we uh, do pranks. Mm -hmm. And so um, the, there was one called Deal With It, which is Howie Mandel's show I did. And I had to. Um, tell the woman neck across from me that she had really nice breasts and that was really hard. I had to be this really sleazy guy. Um. And that was a moment where I was like, guys, cause they have an earphone in your, you know, you have a thing in your ear and they're talking to you. And I almost, there was, was times where I was like, yeah, I can't do this. And uh. so, but I did it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there, there, there's, there's probably a line I haven't really, crossed it yet i haven't really met that line yet but i don't know it, it's funny because some people can do those roles and it's art and everybody knows it's art and it's fine yeah. and other people do it and, and they don't get that that luxury of being given that 
um, that that kind of status. Like the, like the poor kid who did Game of Thrones, Jackie Gleason. I mean, he kid quit acting. He does a, an incredible job on a horrible character, and just all the backlash of people crapping on him so much. Oh, is that uh, the guy that was Littlefinger? Or is that no? Was that was Joffrey, the kid. Oh, that guy. Oh, yeah. People like people like hated him. His yes, yeah, because of his character. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. They're stupid. That's really yeah. ridiculous. That's what. That's the people you love. I mean, it's like Larry Hagman or you know, like Jr. or something. Jr. Like. Yeah. The people I hate the most, I think to myself, God, they're probably the, first of all, they're probably the ni- nicest person. They're probably really nice. Odds are, a really evil guy. I bet it was really nice in real life. For some reason, I've I feel that, and I've heard about heard that, and also they're playing a character. It'd be crazy to to think that they're the same person as they are in real life. I guess. Yeah. Jo- Joey. Hi. You got your questions ready. I do. I have three important rapid-fire questions uh, that I have written throughout the course of the podcast, and I'm going to ask them now to you, Jeff. Okay. All right, I'm so I hope, I hope your insurance is up to date because I'm not going to make it easy on you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Are you saying I'm going like, to have a heart attack or something? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. All right, I'm going to die. So, here's one <laughs> for you. kill our guest. Okay. Okay, yes. um, <laughs> let's say that the entire cast of the guild gets together and you guys have an opportunity to do an improv completely unscripted special on stage as your characters. Would you ever, would you ever do that? Like, do you think it would be ever possible? Now, wait, let me understand what you're saying. Would I do something again? Like when, if we, you mean like a reunion thing or, so let's or, say let's say you know you Robin and and Felicia and Sandeep mm-hmm. and everybody are on stage, and you have to improv as your characters oh, completely unscripted. Cool. So something nothing that Felicia or anybody has written. You're given a scenario and you have to play your character. Do you would you ever be able to pull that off? Do you think? I think I would. I think Vork is actually. I, I think I could. Uh... Sadly, I think I could very easily drop into that guy. I, he's angry and he's cheap, and that's—I know that very well. <laughs> I think I could do that. Yeah, and he's also like rigid and anal, and I think I could do that. I think I—I I feel like I've slipped into it sometimes when we done shows. Uh, I think we did that one time, one night actually. I think we actually somebody labeled me Vork, and it just became that. It was just uh, Sandeep and Felicia and I, but it became that thing and it was pretty funny and i think i could do that i'll do it right. well, how do i do that can you can you hook that up can you make that happen um uh, i would love to see that happen that re- that requires everybody else communicating with each other to to make that happen uh, yeah. jfl up in montreal make it make it you know pitch it to felicia that would be real. that would be it'd be fun i feel i feel like I don't know if anybody suggested that, like to do a live, like an improv show, just only as the characters <laughs> in the guild. That'll be fun. All right. Is there, was there a line of dialogue that you improved on the guild that you're most proud of? And if so, what was it? One yes. that made, one that made um, final cut. Uh, yeah. I, I really enjoy, you know, we had, the uh, I had a line, of, um, women, uh, uh, can't live with them. I know where you're going. They will not. They will they not will go, not out, go with out with me. They will not go out with me. <laughs> I love that. I don't even know. I got to tell you guys. I don't even know where that came from. I'm not even. I'm not even sure I understand it myself. Like it was just one of those. I can't remember. Oh, I know it was. We were we were having to play a card game, and Felicia does not know how to does not know cards at all, and we had these jokes about cards, and I was like. That's terrible. I don't even. I don't think you know. I don't think you've ever played cards in your life, Felicia. And so we had to sort of add something to that. And I don't know what happened, but it worked out. It was just a fun thing. I think it's because we we were expecting, you know, um, you know, can't live with them, can't live without them. The ones that that we've heard a million times, they will not go out. It's just like whoa. And it was Great funny comedy. too because I knew I knew it was I wasn't sure what happened, and then I remember I said it in Vince. I don't even know if we kept this tape, but Vince completely lost it immediately. 
And I was like, yeah, I think we may have something because Vince just, he could not hold it for three takes. He kept on laughing. It was fun. But that was a lot. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot I'm, I'm proud of saying that Felicia wrote, but that was, that was, that was fun. I, I liked saying that. All right. So I was thinking, you know, in terms of, of things that I've I've seen you act in, I've seen some uh, recorded improv show uh, that you've done that people have posted online. And I was thinking, I'm like, what would, in my mind, be the most left field genre television show that, you know, Jeff would appear on? So my question is, if you were cast in a cop drama, what character <laughs> type would you play? Now, are you saying the one I most likely play or the one most against type? You know what? Why don't we go with both? Let's make it fun. I think probably I would be that guy who's um, who is uh, accused of murder, but I was just at the wrong place at the wrong time. And I also have like a hot dog, like a ketchup stains on my shirt and I'm a slob. And um, then at, then I accidentally get run over. <laughs> that's my arc i don't know just really sad it's deep pathetic. man it's deep <laughs> i don't know love it but it'd be fun to be the guy like i've bought maybe once in blue moon i've auditioned for like the bad guy like the guy that actually did do the killing in a very serious way you know like a crazy not a crazy but just a the killer like i think oh. that would be so fun to do oh, uh, but i don't know bad. if anybody would buy it no, honestly, playing bad is the best thing because often um, in a lot of theatre and even like little short films and stuff I've done, I always get typecast. Evil character and it was just so much fun because you get to like lower your voice and make it all husky. And I think you can have more fun with playing bad even when it's a really serious role. Mm -hmm. There's just this kind of... I think because it's so against what we do in real life. So for a second, you can escape into this evil mindset because it's, you know it's not who you are kind of thing. Yeah, but, um, I, exactly, yeah. yeah. It's really not cool. I, I, always, I would have thought you to be like the, the police captain who's like busting the guy's <laughs> yeah. chops. <laughs> that sounds good too. I'll take it. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think, uh, God, like being a serial killer would be crazy. Mm -hmm. Like the guy that has 10 people, body parts in his, in his locker, in his freezer, and takes out little bits and eats them. And, um, but manipulates uh, everyone, so you think he's just the normal guy in the office. Yes, and he pleasures himself <laughs> by that, just yeah. calling random numbers. What am I talking about? What am I, wait a second. What did I they will about? not go out with me. <laughs> why, they will not, why they will not go out with me? It's crazy. I don't know what I'm talking about. I've lost it. But yeah, that'll be fun to play. Just to, like you're right, it's like the most blown out things are so funny, yeah, and fun, you know, because you're so crazy, yeah. Well, you went ahead and answered my next question. So uh -oh. the last one that I, <laughs> the last one that <laughs> so I asked, perfect. No, that was about fine. the numbers, mm. pleasuring yourself, I guess. Oh, oh yeah, you. I'm sorry, I jumped in. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. It's completely welcome. Uh, my last question is is because, you know. After season six, that's where the guild has essentially been completely ended. Felicia's, you know, she's talked about wanting to, you know, go back to it, maybe doing like like a small one-off thing, you know, not so much a season or something, just, you know, for the 10-year anniversary, which uh -huh. ended up being the comic uh, reissue. Um, oh. But in your mind, if it was up to you, where would Vork be today? What would be going on with Vork? God, that's a good question. I think I would have, I think it, I think I might have a child, a baby mm. that I found maybe uh, next to a couch that I wanted. <laughs> and I was like, I'll take this baby too. I mean, um, I think what raising his name a child Squab? would really, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> what is, would you have named him Squab? I would, I would eat him. I would eat his toes. I would never, I would always keep him alive. But I was, I would rent him out to people and maybe. <laughs> Like try to get him, try to try to help. Hopefully, he can make us money um, somehow. Um, not in a weird sexual way, but in a in a in maybe photo photography sexual way. I'm just kidding. No, but just um, but um, I don't know. Something like I think having like or maybe having a a model, a really hot model wife. Um, oh, that'd be great. Some some something happened to him. Like 
I don't know. Maybe he, <laughs> he, he inherited something or he found gold under his under his house or something and he just was super rich. I think that'd be really funny. Like how would that he would be that? really funny. And he'd be yeah. still super cheap even though he's, he's super still rich. Still so cheap. He would he would own the <laughs> cheese factory even and still bring the cheese, you know, it doesn't matter. I can he see now when you said cheap. renting the kid out, I'm thinking somehow he would totally convince Clara to pay him to let her watch the kid and in turn you know, maybe you would sport her some gold here and there or something. Like yes, I can just yes. see it totally happening. And then her husband coming in, like, you realize this is not how childcare works, right? <laughs> right, right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Tara Lynn, you got a new game for us. I have a new game. So usually we do Google Feud, but I thought we'd try something a little bit different. Now, for JP, who is listening, you'll appreciate this because it's inspired by a game from Carl Pilkington. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you um, just a sentence and I'm then going to give you some initials and you have to try and work out which artist or band it is. So for example, if I say exploding pet and your clue is AK, you have to tell me what band that might be. So what the real, oh, it's a band. It's always a band or it's a person? Yeah, a band or an artist. Oh, this is not going to be, this is not going to yeah. go well for me. No, me neither. This is, this is, so I'll it's for everyone. It. Uh, I've made them pretty, it's, it's a new game. It's pretty easy. So Exploding Pet and AK are your initials. So I think Joey's going to really. Joey <laughs> might excel one. at this game. <laughs> and this is just a band, like a musical band. that Yeah. Or an artist. Or an artist. But not a, but, this but one's a, a, music only. Yeah, yeah, this one's okay. a band. Okay, yeah. good. Okay. Yeah. So Exploding Pet. And the band, their initials are AK. I'm just so is the sentence a lyric or is it like a description of what the it's band is? It's a description is. of what the of the band. Oh. So for, oh. okay, so I'll give you an example. So if I say exploding pet and AK are the initials, it would be atomic kitten. Oh. Because they're an exploding pet. Yeah. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Okay. And That's a little easier. Yeah. I can try to. I might get that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So all right. Let, all let, right. Let's give it a go. All right. Um, <laughs> Atomic Kitten. Atomic Kitten. <laughs> <laughs> no, that right? Yeah, that good. Well done, sir. <laughs> I like a right. vowel. The, <laughs> the gingerbread man has only got one leg, and the clue is LB. The gingerbread man has only got one leg. Who's this for? Anyone. Anyone oh, who can anyone. jump in. The gingerbread jump in if you Gingerbread, say it again. The gingerbread leg. Uh, gingerbread. The gingerbread man has only got one leg. <laughs> uh, okay, the gingerbread man has only got one leg. The ginger leg. Um, uh, Lou LB. Vega. What was it? Lou Vega. No. Um, uh, uh, gosh, one leg. Um, uh, the, think of the clue, gingerbread man. Yeah, trying. <laughs> This leg is really, really Wait. hard. This is outside my comfort brain level. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you. Limp biscuit. Ah, uh, oh, uh, for crying yeah. out loud! That's you good. need a Viagra joke in there, not minus uh, minus one leg. You know, gingerbread man can't get it up. You know, maybe something uh, like that. <laughs> we like to call those things right. cookies here, just so you know. Yeah. Um, oh, excuse cookies. me, biscuit. Turtlenecks and cookies. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, God. I, <laughs> There's a new I was name. in Texas. <laughs> I was in Texas the other week. I fell over and landed on my knees in a puddle. And your clue is WH. Whitney um, Houston? Yes. Oh, my God. Nice. Nicely done. Well done. <laughs> well done, Joey. I think that one was kind of catered. <laughs> At least I've heard of Whitney Houston. No. It was so perfect. Oh my God. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> All right, I'll give you one more. Okay. Have a look around. Look, I'm not going to force you into buying anything. Just see if you like it. Uh, yeah, just, just give me a buzz if, uh, if you want anything. And the clue is SC. Have a look around. Yeah, I'm not going to force you anything. Uh, see if you if you want to buy it. If you don't, don't worry about it. SC. SC. Scott Calvin. What? How did you get that? Uh, <laughs> Who is that? 
It's the character, the name of the Tim Allen's character in the Santa Claus. That's oh. not. A- <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I haven't seen that in forever. Sell, 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 Selma Kardash. You're close. Go back to sell. Sell, sell, uh, yeah. Sell, is there a bank called Sell Cash? Sell carefully. Sell, I don't know. The C is sell. So it's something sell. Have a look around. Not going to voice you into anything. See if you want to buy it. Soft sell. Yes! Woo! Oh my god! Are you There you go. <laughs> okay, I want another one. Give me another one. Give us another is one. Is that word our Another one? Okay. Alright, another one. Alright. Okay. That part of my leg is English. And the clue is B. Just B. Bewitched? Yeah. <laughs> part of my it's a leg band. is That English. part of my leg is Oh, I know this. Um, Do you? Well, no, I don't. I just said that. <laughs> uh, Beyonce? Uh, it's, uh, it's part of a leg, right? So... That part of my leg is English. Um, oh, boy. Bone Thugs and Harmony? British Foot? <laughs> no, that's two, that's two words. It's it's um, kind of close. It It is Brit something. Oh, my God. Brit. Brittany? Yes! Brittany! Oh, my God. Brittany! Joey! <laughs> but, okay, nice the initials for Brittany would have been I know, BS. because it's yes. I know. God. That's the best I could do. You totally blew it. <laughs> Brit- Britney <laughs> okay. hasn't just gone the game. solo named like Cher and Madonna, okay? Or Beyonce. Like, it's it's BS or nothing at all. There's only one Britney. Yeah. Let's face it. <laughs> wow. Um, okay, Jeff, where can people find you out in the uh, World Wide Web that we peruse on a daily basis? God, I was afraid you'd ask. Let's see. Um, I sometimes... Uh, you know, I, I, what's my Twitter? I don't know what it is. I think it's at Jeffy Lou or at Vork. I don't know, guys. This part, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I think Facebook, it's Jeffy Lou. I just see me walking around the streets, just looking sad. Just say hi. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you can find me. Just pathetically taking care of my kids and trying to make money. I don't know. Uh, uh, you can look at me. I know uh, Comedy Hour. Um, dot com at comedy hour i don't know um dads and parks i don't know is that how is that answer your question uh, yeah that works i'll uh i'll i'll source them out i, I i'll help you out with that sort of stuff jeffy lou is indeed your twitter name yeah. uh, <laughs> there you go i'll try to make it easy for you five minute comedy hour uh dads and parks um glee for that you know two word line oh yes um, and uh and f B is your clue. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Facebook. I, I, Facebook. Yeah, there you go. Right. And you could probably, <laughs> you might be able to find them on that thing as well. Um, I want to thank Jeff for stopping by and, and, and chatting with us here today. This was a lot of fun. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you for having me. It was fun. You guys are great. I really appreciate that. Um, the whole community hopes that there is more to do with the guild. I know it's something that will probably kick around to the end of time. Your character, Vork, is just truly iconic to us. Oh, and um, we absolutely had a blast. So, uh, Joey Tierlin, any final goodbyes? Any things you want to say? Deep blue ocean. Just Deep blue ocean. Deep blue ocean. Oh, my God. Did I say that? In- <laughs> That's a real phrase. It was like puffy white clouds, deep blue ocean. I said that in the show, didn't I? Mama! That's so funny. Deep blue ocean. I remember that. That was like somebody told me that years ago. I have to ask, you know when you are in the second season and you're so devastated that Clara uh, was the one that was killing you and you yes. go into the shower... Was that one take, or did you have to keep drawing yourself off to redo it over and over again? I think they did actually strip down and get like, like six, um, uh, what do they call them, hair dryers. And oh, really? they just, I, I think we did it twice. I think so. I don't think we did just one. I could be wrong. I may be thinking of a commercial, but for some reason I get water on me a lot. But um, <laughs> I had this HBO sketch where I came on this girl for two minutes, and they had to host, they had to, that was maybe that was her. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably wouldn't be you. <laughs> yeah, uh, but um, I think they did water me. I think they did dry me one time or something, and maybe, but I I can't remember. But um, 
It was pretty wet. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, no, it, it, that made me laugh out loud. I so that crazy. scene was excellent. Crying and <laughs> crying in the shower, fully clothed in the shower. I'll never. It's one of those things that if you told me ten years ago, Jeff, you're going to be in this web series, would you do that? I'd be like, you're crazy. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Thanks so much. It's been a ball. Oh, All right. So, fun. thanks, guys. Once again, thank you, Jeff Lewis, for joining us here today. Until next time, guys, take care. You can find Blair on Twitter at Blair Beverage, Webisode Watch, and Hoopod. His Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash Blair Beverage, where he streams Friday evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can also find him on YouTube. Just search his name. That's him. Finally, you can catch him playing the Goblin Shaman in the web series Basic Adventuring 101, which can be found on basicadventuring101.com. You can find Joey on Twitter at joeycouture underscore, because someone already stole it, on YouTube as Joey Couture, and you can also find him on Etsy, Joey Couture Geek Chic. You can find Tyrolyn at TizThunder on Twitter, Tyrolyn Puxty on YouTube, Tyrolyn Puxty on Facebook, and I'm pretty much floating around everywhere. T-Y-R-O-L-I-N-P-U-X-T-Y. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next time. If you can hear us, Jeff, your mic looks like it's muted. This is awkward. How about now? (laughs) You're good. (laughs) I can already hear the vork screaming of the computer going off. Damn computer! There we go. There we go. Now it's connected. She said it was great, and so I said, "Okay, let's do it." I don't know. No, we we uh, we appreciate. I get a whole background check. It's crazy. <laughs> Sorry about 1993, by the way. No, no, it's okay. It's 94 to 97. I'm concerned about. <laughs> As you should be. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if we were talking about you know whether or not I liked any kind of football team, I liked them more than I than I like most of the others. Right. No, that's great. I like them more than like poopy and printers and. I, I mean. You know, they, uh, what, just what hometowns uh, are is Poopy from? I don't know that. I, one. Don't I'm know not I'm familiar. I, I think it's from his kid's diapers, for me. <laughs> that's, that's probably, I don't know why I just said Poopy. <laughs> I just said Poopy. I don't know why. It's so weird. I just that's all we talk about here. This whole.